You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. It's your two dads. We're the two dads who sing a song. Your two dads, we sing it wrong. Every single time we fuck it up. But at least it's really long. <laughs> yes, and it keeps going when you think it's done. <laughs> That's because we love our song. <laughs> I keep rhyming song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No matter yeah. what you do. I know. It's okay. The song's over. Uh, what? No. <laughs> the song's over. You killed it. You killed it. You it's did your a great two dads job. with J- Julian McCullough. That's me. And it's and over a, there. Is, show Sean O'Connor. It's a daddy pig, Sean O'Connor. Oh, please. please. You don't want that to catch on? <laughs> I don't want that to catch on. But I think it will now. Uh, you We're are going not. to uh, Daddy Pig Nation. Uh, are, how are you feeling health wise these days? Are you? As, I'm trying to get back like to exercise. It's very hard. My body hurts all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am 40. You are not. You are 34. 34. I do. Does your body hurt? No. In fact, it's weird that it, it should. doesn't hurt. It should. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. I eat only buffalo wings and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm drinking, like, fucking Gatorade. I'm not saying right this now. like uh, those people that are like, just wait till they're teenagers, like those assholes yeah. that say stuff like that. I'm not saying that out of spite or out of, like, glee or yeah. schnaudenfreude or whatever the fuck. But I'm serious. It was probably 36 or 37 that stuff started to hurt for me. That was like, oh. why does this hurt? Oh, I know things are going to hurt. Yeah. Like, especially, like, it's it's coming. Like, 34, I was like, it's all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, like, I'm also at a place right now where I'm like, man, things should hurt more. And I just feel like one day I'm going to sit down, take a shit, and my heart's going to fall out. Yeah, yeah, of your butt. Out of my butt. <laughs> yeah, of course. Where else would it fall out of? Yeah, but what they don't tell you is that you just shove it back up there and you keep going because that's what fucking dads do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you shove your heart in your but <laughs> yeah, you pick your heart out of the toilet and shove it straight <laughs> up your ass back where your heart belongs. Uh, if you're know. new to this podcast, we get Italian whenever we tell the truth. Yes, <laughs> that is 100% true. Uh, Julian. Yes. How are you dadding? Uh, well, this weekend, you, you talked about this recently uh, or a, a few episodes ago. Uh, so Meg and Lulu went to Texas. It's not my weekend with Goldie. So I had the house by myself. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) That was risky business. I think you were trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I. uh, It's not good. It's not. It's like you think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's never whatever. No, it's and then you're just like, first of all, this house is way too big. I do not need a house this big. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, that's right. They'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad to be alone. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. What's you, the best thing you've done though since they've been gone? What's the thing you're uh, proudest of? Proudest of probably, or least proud of? I have a list of things I'm still gonna do. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, probably I I washed I I scrubbed um some of <laughs> Meg's shoes. <laughs> like, oh, because you cummed all over them? <laughs> no, she just she she bought us. These amazing Reeboks that are an awesome color, and they were like limited or whatever. And I love them; I wear them all the time. I had mine cleaned, and they like looked like brand new shoes. 
And um, I, as a way of thanking her for having getting us the shoes in the first place, I was like, I'll wash hers because you know I'm not. Gonna... And so I did. And it's doing something like that on your own is pretty uh, good feeling when you can like make something look better. But what's something you've done that you don't want her to know about? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm also proud of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think I got I wrote longer than I ever have before in the house. You wrote, wrote yeah, like write like writing like a script. Oh wow! So yeah. that's good. Yeah. So you need them to just be away for you to be productive. Yeah, I realized I need to be better at uh, boundaries and like being like I have to go work. I can't it's, do it. Here. It's so tough. It's hard uh, because yeah. you feel like they. I feel bad and like they're gonna hate me, but in fact they don't like us that much. Yeah, I know. It really. <laughs> I mean, like truly, I uh, I feel like I'm avoiding them when, when I'm working, uh, yeah. but I'm not. Like their life is so much better when I'm in the other room typing away. Right. I'm just there ruining their fun. Yeah, but I'm not even. I, it's really hard for me to just even be in the next room. I can't. It's hard. But do you I, go I think to a I have a coffee work, shop. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. I can't do that. I I work better with like stuff going on around me. See what I do when, I, especially like if I'm writing like a script, I will write a scene. Uh huh. Then I either uh like walk around the corner and smoke a cigarette, and then I go back and write a scene. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I have to do. It's yeah. like this weird ritual. Yeah, I heard uh, someone, oh, in high school, Kelsey Budd, he was like the prodigy in our school. He was like, he had long hair, but he was, he, he was like brilliant some, it was, he was that kid that doesn't exist except yeah. in movies, but yeah. we had one. And he used to say that his, he would finish papers by promising himself a cigarette after every page. What happened to him? I haven't, he's one of the only people I haven't looked up. I bet he's not on the grid, but I'll check, I'll check. What, how do you spell his name? B-U-D-D, I think. Kelsey Budd. K-E-L- S-E-Y? S-E-Y, bud, I think, yeah. And he's from he was from Morristown, New Jersey. And then oh, I rest in it... peace. No! I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he died of lung cancer. <laughs> Too many papers. He, was, his, he wrote a 700-page novel and died of lung cancer. Um, uh, who do we got on the show this week? We have an amazing show this week. Uh, we He's, you know, you've seen him a lot. This is a this is a guest you could see on TV all the time. He had a another period on Comedy Central with his wife Natasha Leggero. Uh, you might know him from his book that you read. Yes, uh, uh, Casher in the Rye. Casher in the Rye, the uh, true tale of a white boy from Oakland who became a drug addict, criminal, mental patient, and then turned sixteen. Ah, that's what that's the sub thing or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, he's done all the things. Motion and I are similar. He's done more uh, like starred in TV shows, but we're like you know same age, same like done the late night shows, the specials, whatever. Yeah. So he's like a great comic, and I he has a three part stand up special on Netflix entitled "The Honeymoon Stand Up Special." Which, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So we'll probably have something like that. Me and you, yeah, we're like a married couple. <laughs> we should, we should pitch that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll talk mostly about our sex life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly turning our backs and masturbating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what the show would be. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, this guy, we got to warn you. Uh, this, is a, this is a great conversation, but it gets a little serious. But it's it's great. Yeah, it's Stick great. with it. Yeah, don't. I don't know why you're doing a warning, but it's great. It's great. We don't need to do a warning. Coach, We're, cut the warning. Yeah, we don't need to do a warning. But also, hey, like and subscribe. And like and subscribe. And rate and review. And rate and review five stars. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, hey, everyone. It's me, Sean, from the Your Two Deaths podcast, and I want to talk to you about Hemfusion. There's a lot of confusion about CBD nowadays, but not all CBD is created equally. Adding Hemfusion CBD to your daily routine adds up to a lot of tubular benefits. Our bodies already make cannabinoids. And <laughs> okay, okay. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Sean, I love this ad read. You're doing great. I'm already sold on Hemfusion. <laughs> what I love is this accent went from southern to California to was that Australian? I don't know. Australian? I'm not good at voices. It's but you a know huge, what it was a fusion, that's for sure. It was a fusion, and it was brought to you by hemp. Tell me more about hemp fusion. Unlike other CBD brands who offer just CBD, hemp fusion is CBD plus omegas plus terpenes to help you feel 100%. Do you know what terpenes are, Julian? Yeah, it's a, it thins paint, right? Yeah. Well, this is uh, now it helps you uh, fuse hemp, man. They do this because CBD works best for your body when combined with these other nutrients. They then add in other natural ingredients, which I like. I mm. like when ingredients are natural. Yeah. To create products that help specifically with stress, sleep, and energy. I have problems with all those. They basically did a brilliant thing. They made a great product where they are like, why don't we give you these natural vitamins? They're going to help your body. And we'll just throw high-grade CBD in there to chill you out and make you feel better at the same time. It's a great product. I'll be honest with you. Uh, this, this is not for the ad, but I smoked some CBD <laughs> yeah? at a wedding last weekend. It was fucking nice. Nice. <laughs> anyway, chill me the fuck out. Everything they do adds up to a better product, and that adds up to a better day for you. How do we get it? Check this shit out. The, the fine folks at Hemfusion have been nice enough to help your two dads listeners out. Ooh. Please use promo code DADS for 20% off your first order and free shipping at Hemfusion.com. That's promo code DADS. Get Hemfusion shipped anywhere in the U.S. Do it. So, Moshe, welcome to Your Two Dads podcast. Thank you for having me. We already did your intro. It yeah. was, oh, really? It was pretty good. It was flowery. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? Do you remember any any, mm, any nuggets? I mean, well, we are going to do it. Oh, yeah. We haven't actually yeah. done it yet. Oh, it will be flowery. Yeah. This show is like Lost. Oh, it's wow. all over it the place. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. In the, end, uh, you, in the end, you think that wasn't actually as good as I yeah, thought it was? <laughs> we should have <laughs> ended it after the first 20. <laughs> but we're dead the whole time, yeah, yeah. which is kind of beautiful. Uh, so you are, are you going to, you're, you have a child. I do have a child. Are you going to raise her, Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to stop at raise her. <laughs> are you, are you planning on raising her? Yeah. Will you take time from counting your pile of gold coins? <laughs> that is how we raise Jewish children. We teach <laughs> it's just, them to It's count. a lot of counting. <laughs> counting. And then eventually we teach them to eat it. We teach them to be sustained upon it. Sure. And, yeah. Um, am I going to raise her Jewish? Is that a real question? I am sure. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I am. I, 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 <laughs> is, is your wife going to agree to that? Uh, that's a good it's question, It's like different too. parts of the house. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The older I get, the more... Uh, people always assume, by the way, that... I don't Not you guys, but I have... I, like, you know Elon Gold? Yes. Yeah. He, he came up to me once and he goes, Hey, you're Moshe. You... Oh... Some, I don't know what he was talking about, maybe a corporate gig or something. He's like, too bad you can't do it because you hate Judaism and are, anti, and are an atheist. And I was like, where where did you get that from? It's your glasses. Well, <laughs> and he goes, oh, you just make fun of it all the time in your stand-up. I'm like, I, well, that doesn't mean I hate it. I mean, right. I, 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 so I, but I have become more, I have become, I was a big apologist for religion for most of my life. I have mm -hmm. a degree in religious studies. And the, the older I get, I know this isn't an original idea, but the more I sort of feel like, 
much like the internet, like was any of this worth it? I used to really think it was worth it, religion. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was worth it. There was a great evil done in its name, but also great good came in and mm -hmm. it bounced out. And the older I get, especially about my own religion, I, I kind of wonder. I, but that said. Really, as you're getting older, you're seeing less of a, uh, of a, a worth in, in religion? Yeah. That isn't an original but idea. That's true. I guess you're that's, right. That's, that's not how it usually goes. But I agree with that only because as someone, I went to Catholic school my entire life. Mm -hmm. So it was like just, I was so inundated in religion and all of that. That, like, I still have so much Catholic guilt about, like, anything I do. Yeah. Like, and it, it's it's awful. But I still was, like, at, like, 23 when everyone was, like, I'm a fucking atheist. I was still, like, oh, I don't know. It could go yeah. either way. I don't know. But now I'm, like, I just don't I don't even care to think about it. <laughs> I, I could like, never call myself. I don't think I could call myself an atheist. No, People assume that I am. Diff I mean, that's a different subject. Yeah. 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 But... But I, I will probably raise her Jewish, uh, even though, uh, like I said, I have some misgivings about the kind of role in self-identity that religion brings to people. And I have some, I have some problems with Ju Judaism's kind of uh, self-selection about like, you know, like when Natasha and I were going to get married, I w it was very important to me that she get that she converted and i wouldn't have asked her to do it mm -hmm. uh she volunteered to do it because probably she knew that it was important to it me. Was Plus very, it's also very exciting to be to convert out of catholicism like, oh, super of course yeah, yeah like honestly like if if my wife was jewish i would have converted a hundred percent i want that wait it's you, fun it's fun how they do it no no i just i just <laughs> well, i she got circumcised so no wow <laughs> yeah. i just I, feel like that would be it wouldn't I would make more sense if I was Jewish, I think. Fun mm -hmm. fact, speaking of conversion and circumcision, there is a reason that uh, throughout history, most, the vast majority of Jewish converts have been women. And it is because you have to get circumcised if you join. For real? an adult. Oh, yeah. wow. And even if you've already been circumcised by a doctor, you still have to do a ritual circumcision. Yeah, I kind of feel bad. You got to do it again. You got to like blood. <laughs> they take a little, a little bit. Blood, just <laughs> yeah. a blood prick. We, we for have real. Not, for real? Yes, <laughs> yes. We have not talked about this since the first episode, but circumcision. Yeah, but my son is uh, is uncut. Yeah. And, uh, don't call him uncut. Is his first comedy album? I'm just getting say, him ready. Uh, why not say uncircumcised? Un yeah, uncut. Right. uncut is like a porn category. Live and uncut. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we were talking about it, and uh, uh, Chris DiStefano's like, college basketball teammate, he got circumcised as an adult. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he was converting. That he, they, he got... Hardcore. Circumcised as an adult. We should call that guy and terrible. find out what his cums are like. Because everybody claims that you lose sensation, but mm -hmm. that's the guy you could actually call and oh. be like, how are those nuts? Uh, yeah. are, they, are they equal? Are they lesser? Yeah. Do you like them less? I don't know. I mean, I was such a maniac, and I think we all are when we're like younger with sex, that like I wouldn't want it to feel better. I would have made dumber decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't that great. I don't think – I. by the way, I've researched this because I am kind of obsessed with uncut kids – and uh, just kidding. I'm obsessed with, uh, with the. Why does your stuff keep getting circulated around the internet? <laughs> I'm obsessed with the with the the arguments about circumcision, and uh, it's actually not settled. By the way, the barbaric thing—that's a whole other conversation. I wouldn't yeah. have—I would have had a very difficult time deciding what to do if I'd had a boy. It, but with, we had a girl, so we just went ahead and did it. But uh, <laughs> but but the argument about it being less pleasurable mm -hmm. um, is not settled law. 
that might be just a rumor. Yeah, I've heard that too. Might not be true. Yeah, although there's literally no way to ever know. No, call the guy. Yeah, yeah well, call the guy. Oh, a guy that went <laughs> call had it Chris before. Stefano's friend. Yeah, maybe. What I'm trying, what I'm stuck on, is that you said this would be really important to you, but you would never ask her. So what would happen if she hadn't done it? You would have just been like, like felt weird forever. I would have gotten over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have gotten over it. I, I when I was young, um, I was I was much more involved and committed kind of Jewish person, but in a weird way because I I never was particularly religious. I never was like a big believer or, fu- or like I didn't. Really, if you had bumped into me fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, I would have been very Jewish. Definitely want to marry a Jewish woman, have a Jewish yeah. family, dedicate get all the diversity showcases. <laughs> <laughs> but I, if you had said, "Oh, do you believe that the Bible's true?" I'd have been like, "No." So it's like huh. it, I've always been able to wear my religion like a super loose garment, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, I think that's good. But eventually, I dated just like you. I was like such a slut. I just had such bad luck. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you were a slut, but you kind of implied well, you were. There's no such thing as sluts. Oh, um, right. Yeah, that's the new. Uh, that's the new uh, line for men, though. For everybody. Oh, interesting. There's no okay. such thing as sluts. I was promiscuous. Is that real? Yeah, sure. Okay. So and you I, were a whore, though. Yeah, you were, you were def- like a dirty sex whore. You were yeah, like, it was like a. Um, you were like a bad person. Like I would go, I would do anything for anybody. Yeah. Is that bad? No, no. That, that's, <laughs> also, that is not true. I would, do, <laughs> I would do anything for any amount of money. I guess is that. Yeah. No. Is that a sex whore? Yeah. Um. So. So I. I had such bad luck with love. Uh, uh, like, I, I just never could da- be in a serious relationship ever, mm-hmm. ever. Just never, literally never. Literally, literally Natasha's my first adult serious relationship, and I married her and have a child with Before her. Before that, what was the longest monogamous relationship you had? That question doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even z- exist. It's like I had long relationships with people that like lived in another state right. who I had like emotional relationships with, or incredibly short, I'm talking weeks, yeah. long relationships. Uh, monogamous but never official relationships mm-hmm. with people that live nearby so zero i mean yeah. i guess zero amount a week maybe mm-hmm. and then i had such bad luck with it that, and i started going to therapy and trying to like you know what was interesting about the therapy i was going to therapy trying to get myself ready to be in a relationship I, like i wanted that i wanted to experience what love but i was such an emotional midget when it came to that mm-hmm. you know, like i just had no idea even like being with natasha i like had this realization like a year in i was like oh relationships are like a, like a partnership like I, <laughs> like I never even knew that it was like that I just thought like you experienced an emotion uh-huh. and that's what a relationship was it was you just had an emotion with that person oh forever. yeah yeah I didn't yeah. realize you're like doing a thing creating a world creating a family creating a house to get I just yeah. it's not that I didn't know that I was intelligent enough to know academically know that but I never it just I had no experience with it so and in, what I was going to say is, interestingly enough, as I went to therapy more and more to try to get ready for this relationship, my sex life didn't reflect any growth. I mean, it got worse. Mm-hmm. It was like more hardcore. Like it was like by the end, I was like I was on OK Cupid. That's when I that's when I bailed. I feel mm-hmm. like you can date yourself by your yeah yeah. When did you bail? Like yeah. what what interface <laughs> yeah. did you bail on? You know. Yeah. So I pre Tinder. And post OK Cupid, mm-hmm. and I would have chicks, and I would be like texting with them, like booty call situations, mm-hmm. and I'd be playing video games. I remember this. This, is, this just felt so depressing. I would be playing a video game because bef- when I was younger, I'd go out on dates, but then it got so transactional. I'd be playing a video game, texting them with one hand, like, "Oh, you should come over." They would come over. I would press pause on the video game, mm-hmm. turn the TV off. We would hook up. Yeah, they would leave. I would lock the door, 
I would sit down and I would press play and keep playing from the ex- and that just felt like so like yeah, this, that, is this romance? <laughs> what, what part of my psyche is this? Is this just feels so pathetic? Um, that there's they, no worse feeling, by the way, than turning the TV back on and you didn't pause it. Oh, you, you didn't, you didn't, or you didn't <laughs> and then say. You're like, God, was it worth damn, it? Was it worth it? <laughs> so by the time Natasha came around and like, we started dating. And I identified that she was somebody that I wanted to take seriously. I always knew that with her. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I resisted hooking up with her for a long time. She was like much more down to hook up than I was because I was just like, we're peers, we're friends. I don't want, anyway, long story short, when she came along, I was like, okay, yes, I will sacrifice this identity widget, which is decre- has decreasing value to me anyway, mm-hmm. uh, to be with this person. I, would, I, I'm, I will choose love over identity. Of course, I, I would do that. Did it ever worry you that you wouldn't be able to? At that point in my life, I had I was like it was clear what the path was for me, which mm-hmm. is that uh, you would choose love, you would choose happiness over some uh, over some abstract kind of meaningless idea of like oh, I know people hear it and they get uncomfortable. They think it's about like purity or racial purity or some weird thing, but it really isn't. It's really about like uh, passing on generational cultural like thing that you know right you know and uh it was more important for me to create a culture in my family than it was for me to continue to be in the stream of the culture that i was raised in Mm -hmm. have you thought about when uh your daughter starts dating like as as a teenager what uh how you will talk to her about it about judaism no (laughs) (laughs) yeah no about relationships and about sex and stuff. It's a really difficult question. I, I, I have that. Because your experience is not typical. Totally. And, and, and I feel the same way about sex that I feel about drugs. I'm like, like on, on, a, on an intellectual. Didn't you get sober like at a very young, like 20 or really something like that? Younger, 15. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should read Moshe's book. It made me cry on an <laughs> oh, really? airplane for oh, like so three nice. hours straight. It, wow. Yeah. I never told him that, but that's it was really like, nice. Uh, honestly, Mindy Kaling's book did that too. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get that anytime I'd read a Lenny letter. Um, that's so nice. But yeah, and so there, therein lies the dilemma. Like every, every thought that I have about my daughter, I think of it through the lens of who I was and the kind of kid that I was. And I was such a fucked up, messed up kid. And I would, It's almost not applicable. Yeah, but I never wanted to go through any part of that. And I have mental illness and drug addiction in my family, which I'm sure you do yeah. too. And O'Connor, I don't know you that yeah. well, but O'Connor <laughs> yeah. suggests that yes. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm scared of it. But then I'm also like, I this is probably irresponsible, but I also don't want my kid to be a square. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you kind of want them to have like contained experiences yeah I want, uh, yeah to not you gotta let them fuck up yeah you gotta let them fuck up but i like do i want my kid to be like squeaky clean like al madrigal was saying you got to get your kids into sports because that'll keep them out of any trouble and i'm like that's good advice like that seems like adult good advice but then i'm like do i want her to be 20 and never have tried mushrooms god i really don't know and when it comes to sex it's like my i'm much more concerned with making sure i don't inflict any like sexual like uh starvation damage on her mm-hmm. than that i make sure she doesn't like isn't promiscuous like my when i think about it, and i have no idea she's a baby but when i think about it, i'm like what i want to make sure is that this part of her life doesn't feel shameful 
mm-hmm. much more than I want to make sure she doesn't fuck up. And yeah, that's why these dads out there that are like, you know, take pictures yeah, with they, a shotgun and yeah, their daughter for like, right. at, for prom. It's like, dude, you're not getting the desired result. To- you know what I have thought a lot about <laughs> is um, is because she's a, a girl is the world of danger that sex yeah, is. Yeah. I don't care if she's promiscuous. That's not something I have ever, ever thought about. Maybe I will as she gets older. The only bad more. feelings you have around promiscuous sex is ones that were given to you unless, you know, like in term, if you're judging yourself or right. whatever, it's only like if you're told to feel that way. You know? So in that way, even the dad with a shotgun is a victim of sexual, uh, you know, puritanism trauma. Right. You know, he's just doing his role, which is good. Stay away from my daughter. I yeah. know, what, I know Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he definitely learned that from his dad. Who, oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like he had a little sister, and he was like, you nobody was like hippie, breaks someone's neck. <laughs> nobody with hippie parents grows up and are like, you better not touch my kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, I also think it's just better for kids to experience things early because anytime like someone smokes pop for the first time at twenty-eight. It, consumes their entire life. <laughs> you're so right about that. I know. That is so true. I know. Then, it's, then yeah, they're like you're, 30 and they love Sublime and you're yeah, like, Jesus, I'm like, dude. Oh, I'm like, now, now, now you're doing now? this? Yeah. I mean, like, truly I had so much fun in high school yeah. so that I could have a life but afterwards. The, but the mm-hmm. bad news is, and the scary part is, is like, I have m- many moments in my life where if things hadn't gone exactly perfectly, I'd be dead. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's all because at the time in my life, I was in... And I think maybe girls are different, but I was literally incapable of not making an irresponsible decision. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just didn't have a brain development that would say don't do this. You yeah. know, I, I remember there was a girl who I don't remember why, but I, maybe we stole something from her house or something like that. She ran out of her house with a shotgun uh, and was pointing it at us. Me and like I ran towards her. I was like, "Cause you fucking shoot, no, he's gonna pull a shotgun on me, motherfucker, North Oakland or something like that," and ran towards her. And you just she, yell, if you yell Oakland at anyone and, yeah. yell, and run at them. No, P.S. As an adult, I know I'm in real trouble when I get into an argument with somebody, like real trouble, like I've lost the beat of like my life. If I mention that I'm from Oakland. <laughs> That's how I know I've gone down a, a very dark road. If, yeah. I, if, if I'm like, Oakland, I'm like, oh, no, 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 get me out of here. <laughs> it doesn't have the effect it used to, though. No, sir. You know? It never had an effect. It no, was always no, no. me on the other end of the, of the scream. People right. would go, oh, no. And then they'd look they're like, oh, I think we're okay. <laughs> I just mean Oakland's not as scary as oh, it Oh, that's used true to as be. well. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, so the re- you come from a place where the rent's slightly cheaper? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of uh, electropop band are you in? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but we were talking about... Oh, uh, danger. Oh, you were going to yeah. tell us. Oh, the, oh, the shotgun. That's, yeah, that, see, that's yeah. what's scary to me. What happened? So you ran at her. I ran at her and she got scared and ran inside the house. I think that's the right thing to yeah. do. For her? No, I think if 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 you can, you can tell if someone's held a gun before. Yeah, I I. But she could have also gotten so freaked out that she pulled the trigger. Yeah. yeah. My point is like my brain didn't say if somebody pulled a gun on me right now. I would fucking I don't even piss know what my I would pants do. and yeah, run yeah. away. Obviously, I've, like, yeah. but my brain—that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to run away. Yeah. But my brain was like, it just wasn't developed enough uh, to to make rational cognitive decisions, and that's that's what's scary about doing things young and doing yeah. drugs young and getting involved in anything yeah, like that. You just that. don't have the decision making. You can't make a good decision. Mm-hmm. You just are praying to be lucky enough to to live. Yeah. No, like I knew I knew six kids, like six kids that were my age that were my friends that all got drunk at like 14 and I've been in the car with like three of them at this time, but at 14 they just like stole their parents' car and were just driving around town drunk and we totally. were like 
just having fun. Like they were like, this is the, this is living, this baby. This is the dream. Like, and, like that's so fucking stupid. What's like, interesting yeah. is I know four 35 year old stand up comedians that do that every weekend. So go, go driving around drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not in a stolen car. Maybe <laughs> yeah, in their yeah, own. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, but there is that balance of like you also don't want to assume you can control them from doing something like that. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. You just gotta pray they don't. I remember my dad told me, like when when the subject of weed and alcohol came up, and he had smoked weed in front of me my whole childhood, so he couldn't say don't do this ever. Right, obviously. So so he, I knew the day would come when it was gonna be like okay, let's smoke together, and it was. I assumed it would be fifteen or sixteen. And I was right. But he said, he said, now I'll smoke weed with you. I don't want you smoking weed out there because of the law. Not because I think you're going to do something stupid, but because you could get in trouble. Right. But he did say, I don't want you drinking. Like, I'll do this with you, but I don't want you drinking because he goes, every bad thing that ever happened to anyone I knew growing up was because they were drunk. Yeah, totally true. And then I yeah. proceeded to get super drunk yeah, for the rest see, of my, high school. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my parents strictly forbid every everything. Yeah. So I just would do anything. So neither approach works. Yeah, <laughs> neither. <laughs> hey, Sean. Yeah. Are you looking to confirm that you have a great-great-grandma who immigrated from Spain or the family lore that you're 100% Sicilian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have bad news for you. You're I not. I don't, think, I, I don't think so. But I actually found out I'm not thanks to Ancestry DNA. Oh, that's great. What happened? It gives you so much more than just the places you're from. <laughs> <laughs> Your ancestry DNA must have been so boring. It's like I'm not even kidding. I sent it. I sent. I did the thing they asked me to do. Uh huh. <laughs> I got back just a fucking potato. <laughs> you got back a potato <laughs> with a name of a town in <laughs> Ireland yeah. on it. It's like Limerick. <laughs> uh, I found out a new one. I used ancestry DNA, and yeah. uh, turns out, are you ready for this one? Yes. My grandmother Helen uh-huh. McCullough, maiden name Nastus. Her brother, Nick Nastis, who changed his name to Nick Masters to be more Americanized, was the guitarist who wrote the lick for Rock Around the Clock. Whoa. Yeah, he was in Bill Haley in the comments. Nasty Nick. (laughs) Nasty (laughs) Nick. That's my my great uncle. Wow, ancestry DNA is so great. I know. You can even trace your ancestors' journeys over time following how and why your family moved from place to place. Only Ancestry can tell such a rich story with unique features that give a more complete picture about a person, like events that shaped them, how they made a living, and what they excelled in. Save big on Ancestry DNA with special holiday pricing and spark meaningful conversations around the holiday dinner table. Give the gift that can unwrap their history. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash two dads, the number two dads, to get your Ancestry DNA kit on sale today. That's Ancestry.com slash two dads, the number two dads. You have a daughter? Yeah. That's it. I have a I have a daughter, Goldie, who's six, with an ex. And then I have a current partner, Meg, who has a daughter, Lulu. And they both live with us half the time. And you have a son. A son. I've met your son. Yeah, you've met my son. Can I make this really dark, this yeah. conversation? Sure. So, like, what I think about with my 
daughter, mm-hmm. and I think I imagine you have the same thought. Is like, I have to teach this kid eventually, or someone has to teach this kid how to navigate a world in which they're probably their sexual partners are the 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 sexual you know part of the gender binary that doesn't does or doesn't exist that does <laughs> that does the sexual assault stuff most of the time. Uh huh. And you have a kid who is of the gender binary part where it does or doesn't exist that is like I basically what he I'm has saying the is, muscles one. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we have the no muscles yeah. one. I'm basically like I think to myself, I'm gonna have to teach this <clears throat> like the father of daughters have to teach their kid or the the parents of daughters have to teach their kid how to avoid sexual assault and the parents of sons have to teach their kids how to not be yeah. sexual assaulters. I know. It's, Do you think about that? Oh, I think about like, I mean, like how early I can actually talk to him about that or like, I feel like my wife's going to actually do it. She's a more... Uh, it's really important yeah, she, that you do it too, though. I know. <laughs> he's like, he looks yeah. over at Sean. He's like, it's like whatever for me. Yeah. I, yeah so my, while my wife's saying it, I shouldn't be doing an air jerk off motion. <laughs> no, but like, yes, I should do that. And, yeah, you and can I go I will. You can I mean, be- I assume that I'm going to mature into yeah. someone who can uh, adequately explain. You're just hoping to become an adult by the time he becomes an adult. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can go second. Yeah. You can you can go after her, and you just go yup. Well, <laughs> oh, uh, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah, okay, be no. your hype. Yeah. Just be your hype man. Yeah. I mean, by the way, I don't want to oversimplify. Obviously, women do sexual assault too, and yeah. and everybody does sexual assault. But but yeah. if you're looking at numbers, if you're crunching the numbers, and as a Jew, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> it's it's. And do you think about that too? Like, is, yeah, I I well the the weird thing is, um, and maybe this was happening, and we just didn't know because we are uh, we used to be called just boys and uh like in the 90s right when we were boys i don't remember that subject coming up like it does now and i don't know if they were doing it with the girls and we didn't hear about it or if that wasn't just wasn't a conversation like it like it is at now. oakland public schools we had a game in elementary school called booty grab and we would run around the the uh, run around the playground and grab girls booties and oh, I thought it was your way to trick people into grabbing your booty. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I put whipped cream, I put a real nice thong on, and I would just switch around the playground. Guys, let's play booty grab. Uh, um, and it was just a game everybody played. It would grab these girls' asses, and I'm talking, this is second grade. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I remember really clearly they like there was a stop down of the thing, and they had like a squad, a uh, some somebody they'd hired. Come a booty the, squad, a booty, an anti booty squad, <laughs> yeah, an anti booty squad, and they came in and they like really talked to us about like this isn't cool, don't do. It. But then again, I grew up in Oakland, so things were a little bit more um, maybe progressive yeah. in the school system. But I, I remember that very clearly. Them coming mm-hmm. in and saying, "Don't do this. You don't do this. You have to get permission to ever touch someone." Wow, blah, blah, that's blah. fascinating. I remember that really. Clearly. We never had anything like that. No, uh, well, I went to a Catholic school, so like boys will be boys, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but you're tr- allowed to grab the booty, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They encouraged the- it. There was yeah. a whole class, but as long as you got married, uh, right after. But we, <laughs> as no, soon as you grabbed a booty, no, I remember- that's a Catholic marriage ceremony, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I very much remember there was a kid who was like two years older than us, uh, my grade, and he uh, uh, sexually assaulted like someone, and then he was like hitting on my friend, and I was like, oh well, just so you know, this is what I heard about him. Mm-hmm. And then she told him that I told him that, and then I was working at Eckerd, and he like walked into the Eckerd Drugs and (laughs) took me by the neck, and I was like, 
oh, this is why you don't speak up about things. <laughs> you start getting choked out also, at work. Also, also, this dude definitely did it. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I mean, like, yeah, That's you don't go scary. to someone's work. And, <laughs> I have another To memory. answer your question, yeah, yeah, sorry, to answer your question, yes, I've thought about it. I have noticed, and let's. Uh, this is a little bit positive of the, for this episode. I have been. It's. It's. I like the direction we're going in. Totally. As a culture, yeah. like I feel like there's a lot of difference now right. in terms of we're already doing the work of raising better boys. I think in yeah. general, not a, you know obviously yeah. there's uh, whole swaths of people that are not getting the memo, but I think a lot of it's much more in the conversation. It's much right. more open. You know, um, it's called out right away. You know. In a way that probably wasn't before. I mean, this this thank you, Ronan Pharaoh. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> we that's going to go. Thank Ronan Pharaoh. No, it yeah. has been really great. And like raising a boy, like we always joke about Nolan being like, uh, like a Wells for Boys boy. Like uh-huh. you know the SNL sketch, Wells for Boys. It's just like it's made by Fisher Price, and it's just for oh, little sure. boys uh-huh. who just uh-huh. stare down Wells. <laughs> that's what we. <laughs> We just think Nolan, and Nolan is just like the sweetest boy in the whole world. But then I keep thinking that like the like in middle America, they're not raising their kids like we're raising Nolan. And what's going to happen is there's going to be a civil war and we're going to lose our sweet boy. <laughs> You're not going to lose your sweet boys. They're going to be tossed into a well. Yeah, That's what's going to happen. They're just going to push them over. Yeah, they're already yeah. going to be there. I mean, I to be honest, I don't envy... I'm not having another kid. We have we're we're one mm-hmm. and done, and I, I can tell you the story of why. It's kind of a sweet story, but uh, but I don't envy the idea of raising. I, I really wanted a boy before when I was like the you know thinking of it, mm-hmm. like firstborn son stuff, all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it just seems like a much bigger challenge i wanted a girl so bad because i feel like girls like the dad more (laughs) Uh, so like and my marriage is nothing if it's anything it's a competition uh it's a air jerk off competition right yeah so but like i did really want a girl and like when we had nolan i remember my mom my mom is just like just such such a misogynist like if you're listening mom Love you, but you hate women. <laughs> Again, I've said yeah. it to your face. But when we said, or when we got like the results that it was going to be a boy, she she goes, "Thank God!" Oh, oh my God. God, that's yeah. old school, right there. Yeah, yeah. that's it classic. Sucked. I was like, man, now I. No, that's I, like medieval. Yeah, that's, yeah, really, that's super. It, that's it blue. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Wow. She's like, thank God, I can rip up this Greyhound ticket to the river. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, it's a, it's a. I think you're right. I think things are getting better. What's the sweet story? Oh, well, basically, the reason we're not having another kid is that, <laughs> Your kid uh, ripped your dick off and dropped it <laughs> like a mic? <laughs> it's really sweet, right? Yeah. And she was like, uh, uncut, and then looked at the camera and walked off. Um, th- we, we, Natasha and I uh, attempted to have kids, uh, what do they call it, regular style, and mm-hmm. uh, not doggy. Yeah. And... Right. Uh, and it was fail. It's just nothing was happening for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then we started going to um, started going to fertility clinics. And I mean, have you either of you done that? It's no, so no. expensive. I go there to just do shots uh, of cum. <laughs> yeah. You just down shots of cum. That's yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, you might have had some of mine. Yeah, to be honest, probably We're closer than we thought. Yeah. Um, it it. It's so expensive mm-hmm. and it's so brutal on the woman. It's just like yeah. she's fucking pumping hormones into her body. She's gaining weight. She's like 
you know, I'm having to like jab these needles into her ass every night. She's bleeding. Her whole ass is black and blue. It's Jesus. Like, it's really brutal. But and, not for, yeah. And it's and when expensive. does this get sweet? I'll tell you. <laughs> well, because it, it, it's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> and um, <laughs> do you guys have 22 minutes? <laughs> and it's, it was just not working too. It was eight thousand dollars around. Wow. And it's not working, and it just isn't happening, and it's like depleting my bank account. And the doctor, I remember, he so Natasha had frozen her eggs before she met me. She had frozen like eight eggs before she met me, and we kept just being like, kept attempting these IVF rounds, and and the doctor kept saying, "Don't do it." And finally, he like talked to me about it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's like, "You got to think of those frozen eggs as like your savings account, but the." But the IVF is like that's your checking account. That's you. Those will always be there. But the checking account, you're tra- and I go. Can you not use a, ch- an, a savings bank account related analogy? <laughs> but that guy's not an anti-Semite. <laughs> no, I'm also like you are literally depleting. You are depleting my real account. Yeah. And finally, we gave up. We did it. We did. It, we did. It, we gave up. And finally, we unthawed. God's eight. rejection is God's protection. Mother. Is that is that is that a condom ad? No, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we unfro. What is that though? God, I've heard it in AA, but I don't know. God's rejection. I've never heard that. In when, AA. Yeah, like if if you don't get something, it's because it wasn't going to be good I for like you. Like that. By the mm-hmm. way, you don't go to AA, right? No. AA is the greatest place for pithy but meaningful slogans of oh any, it's unreal it's crazy how just many when you think ones. you've heard them all there's another one you're like jesus some of Christ. them are very corny but some yeah. of them i'm like I, I i haven't been to a meeting in six years i still like use the wisdom of these little pithy slogans there really is some deep stuff in there anyway yeah. that's neither here nor there we unfroze the eight eggs we at the end of that we had uh we had four left uh, eight of them died mm-hmm. and we tested them uh for you know problems and at the end of the testing two of them were left and we implanted one of them and it died and we were down to one egg and we were like kind of thinking and the doctor was saying how crazy is the implanting procedure it's like a uh in uh outpatient surgical thing okay like you know it's a it's a bad day she walks out yeah she walks out but it's a bad day um and we were kind of like they were saying this probably isn't going to happen like they're mm-hmm. saying you know the odds aren't good they're like 40 percent or something with each one with one and if you only have one you're kind of like it's anyway the last one that's that's our kid kaboom that's, that's amazing kaboom, that's nice. that is sweet it is yeah. yeah yeah and we think about it all the time like it, this when we look at her or when it's difficult or when we're like anything it's always like she almost didn't enter our lives like we almost yeah. didn't have this and it makes it, it like just having that story kind of makes the thing worth it. You would have just had to raise Brent Weinbach for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm still doing that. I'm still doing that. It's just sweeter to think about that than to think about that one time I, I just caught a really good nut. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't had that. <laughs> have you ever have you ever jerked off and been like, that would have been a kid? Oh yeah, no. I mean I've had some I've had some like real like I'm talking like egg yolk nuts. Oh, oh gross. Dude. No, that sounds gross, but no it is gross. <laughs> it sounds gross. It, it sounds it, but it's really great. It's also so scientifically inaccurate. It's the opposite <laughs> yeah. of an egg yolk. It is the opposite of an egg yolk, yeah. but like you should see it. So you're <laughs> so you're saying oh wait, let me see because uh, it's a little gross. Let me just see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying you're jerking off, you start to nut it comes out 
kind of clear. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Cadbury. Just a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just I'm not like just your, a your flop. Your yeah, big dick hole just, <laughs> yeah. just gapes out. Yeah, boom out. Yeah, wow, yeah. crazy. And if you if it hits linoleum, you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, it doesn't work. I don't think it works like that either. The, the better, no. the, the better do than you, that. Do you no. remember ever hearing something before you like really understood everything about like sex is like still pretty new and stuff like that? Like in high school, I've yeah. heard some weird things. I remember what did I hear? I remember somebody in elementary school used to say that right when uh, people started talking about condoms mm-hmm. because of the AIDS crisis, you know, they would say. Isn't that funny? We grew up in California. It was a much bigger, I think, totally. conversation. And condoms were everywhere. Yeah. And people would say, like the older, more mature kids would be like, I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> at school. <laughs> and it's like, no. At the time, I was so impressed. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. But now I'm like, oh, no. Also, there was another girl, I remember in junior high, that we were like, oh, yeah. The whole rumor about her was that she had slept with somebody for two hits of acid. And I was like, I can't believe it. Wow. And then I, you get older enough to reexamine it, and you go, oh, they were just... That didn't happen. They were just like <laughs> slut shaming this random girl. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. she did sleep with him. Maybe she didn't. It was just like a, you know, juvenile character assassination for no, like, no reason at all. Yeah. It's, I remember those rumors and, and being like, that definitely didn't happen, but not well, you being You knew it like, at the time. I never, I, I would never was able to process Well, I wouldn't, it. but I also feel bad because I wouldn't speak up and be like, that's bullshit. I'd be like, fucking sounds like classic nah. Becky yeah. <laughs> or whatever. When yeah. I was there in seventh grade when uh, this girl blew two kids on the, the oh, you saw uh, it? class trip. Yeah, I was Nuh-uh. too, I was too in rose seventh in seventh grade? Of she blew both of them on the <gasps> way back from Hershey Park. That's, that's feel- crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was there just listening to like the Can Hardly Wait soundtrack. Well, that, that actually tracks directly with the fact that they say women are genetically more predisposed to just loving chocolate than men. <laughs> so she, she at the end she of the She was all hyped trip, up on chocolate. Yeah, I like, mean, she needed a That's release. not her fault. Yeah, that is and not especially because like after we left Hershey Park, we also got oysters. So like, <laughs> it was sure, like, sure. like double hornet. <laughs> and eel. <laughs> yeah, that must have felt bad for you though huh oh, you're yeah, like what yeah. about what I'm about a car rows up. <laughs> yeah. right over here i once jerked off on a short bus on a most of my uh strangest sexual tales are tales of where i masturbated yeah and i i was on the well short, pr- hopefully that is where most of your where, you know what i mean the strange happens yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i i was on the short bus i i, I was a, a member of the short bus community mm-hmm. and uh a real one, not like I, it would happen to be short. It was yeah. like me and a bunch of like developmentally disabled kids. Right. And they dropped everybody off. And I think everybody, there might have been one person on, in the back. It might have been an O'Connor back there, two yeah. rows behind. And I masturbated on the short bus. I was proud of that. Was it good? It wasn't like tawdry and hot. I was just like a teenager and couldn't help myself. Right. I'll tell you another one. Crazy one. <laughs> this is a real. This Did a real, my face uh, look like you got another one, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I was hooking up with a girl in the. A parking lot of one of my high of my high school, and my grandma came to pick me up, and we were like not done, and so I got in the car with my grandma. I put my jacket over my crotch, and I masturbated myself to completion with my grandma driving. Wow! And I don't think she knew in the front or the back seat. Front seat. Wait. Front seat. Front seat. I was jerked off into your jacket. Yeah, that's. (laughs) Can I I just say the jacket? You made a mess. Can I just say I did it once. I wasn't going to tell this story because I was still too ashamed, and then yours was worse. Mine is backseat with the parents. Oh, sure. And I was your parents. Yeah. No, my parents. <laughs> your parents. Yeah. No, the Fockers. No, just just some parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were videotaping, right? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that, yeah. I thought, and to this day, I don't. I don't. Th- I I remember firmly thinking I got away with it. 
I'm sure you did. I mean, yeah. I also got a hand job once. Same jacket trick that I learned from grandma. <laughs> Same grandma. <laughs> uh, I got a hand job. Yeah, from my grandma. <laughs> no, from a girl in uh, in group therapy, group rehab, family group. Like Thursday wow. night was family group, and uh-huh. everybody would sit in a, in a huge circle. Right. And this girl was sitting next to me. I don't know how he didn't get caught, but she. It wasn't a completion. It was like for right. the act. It was for the forbiddenness of the act. Yeah. But it was definitely like it felt wow. pretty intense. That's crazy. That's not what that's for. That group. <laughs> or is it? <gasps> mm-hmm. Interesting. Look right? at you now. You're Look great. At me. You now. are all rehabbed. Yeah. I mean, up until I started working in writers' rooms, I pretty much jerked off at every job I ever had. Oh sure. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. now I just like it's. But now that I'm in that world, I have to say on this podcast that <laughs> I've never done it. There. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I um, speaking of parenting, so the rehab that I went to, I went to a bunch of rehabs, but the last rehab I went to. Uh, I happened to, and I used to be in that rehab with my mother who was deaf and there'd be an interpreter there interpreting for me and I was such a fucking scumbag. I would be always like making fun of the interpreter if he got something. I was such a shit. Mm-hmm. And I got sober eventually and years went by and it was Thursday night, Walnut Creek, Kaiser, CDRP, Chemical Dependency <laughs> Recovery Program. And years went by, I got my shit together. You haven't read my book, you have. Uh, <laughs> I, I became a sign language interpreter. That's what I did up until I became a full-time comic. I was mm-hmm. a sign language interpreter. And I was a freelance interpreter which meant that I would get calls. I would go all, all over the place. You know, I'd go to doctor's appointments and, and job interviews and whatever. And one day I got a call to come to the Thursday night family group at CDRP Walnut Creek, the group that I used to be a patient at. And I went, and the thing about being an interpreter is that you're like a silent, you're totally like this silent observer. Mm-hmm. And it was like, couldn't have been a more spiritually powerful experience role. Like if I'd come in there as like the comedian who made right. good, or it would have been totally about me. But being an interpreter was like, I was just sitting there passively ex- like experiencing this thing that I used to be a participant in. And I realized with like this thundering clarity that like it was all the parents' fault. Like it was totally the parents. Like every parent, I was like, oh my God, you're the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. It is you that is the, your kid definitely is out of control and a drug yeah. addict. But like it was so obvious as an adult to go back and just go, yeah. the, the disease, the tumor is in the parent. It is, right. it is, yeah. the sickness is in the kid, but the, but the disease rests in the parents. And so, hopefully we don't bring that kind of shit i know it's 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 so hard because like everything i do i'm like oh man is he gonna remember that so is that like did that leave an imprint on his brain like me like looking at my phone instead of like paying oh, attention God. to him like you do holding that? a fake banana <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. even we don't even know what the phone thing is gonna be like i know yet. i know it's scary yeah it, it, i was watching i was i watched a movie from 2000 this morning uh, you can count on me. Have you ever seen that? No. Mark Ruffalo and Laura Linney. It's Mm-mm. awesome. But anyway, it takes place. It's a 2000, and like, there's no cell phones, and there's no internet, and it's. I like- also watched the movie with no <laughs> cell phone or internet uh, last night. Which one? Ishtar. Oh yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be bad. It's amazing. I watched a great movie with no cell phone, and no internet <laughs> as well last night. What? Coal miner's daughter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely no. No. Yeah. Even if they yeah. had had the technology, but I had she this... wouldn't have been able to afford it. What were you? Yeah. What was the <laughs> but I was gonna say <laughs> there was just a scene where she was um, talking on a landline, and then she hangs up the phone, and then she sits on a bed and thinks about the conversation she just had for like a few seconds. That's the shot, right? And I just had an overwhelming sense of sadness mm. that like. 
that's just not really a thing anymore. That you can't just like hang up. Not you can't hang up, and then you're just in your house by yourself with no. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to like distract you. It's just you know. And I was just like, fuck! I can't believe I grew up with that, and now it's gone. Well, that's the that is the. I don't know if that's the blessing or the curse of our specific generation is that we're the ones that didn't have it and now have it. We didn't have it for so long that we like were almost adults before. Right. I mean, I'm a a little younger than you. So did you have it your whole life? I had it. I got it in fifth grade. So I was 10. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like in college when I got a cell phone. How old are you? I, was in high I just turned forty. Oh, me too. I yeah. I got one much earlier than that, but I but uh, I'm not much earlier. Sixteen years old, seventeen years old, oh, or yeah, something like me, that. Yeah. yeah, but you but grew up in Oakland. That's right. We had to to sell crack. And, uh, <laughs> it was a brick phone. It's a big day for you. Yeah, <laughs> had a pager before that, um, and a get. Um, but now I have a, a latte. Um, but it it maybe is more melancholy. For you and me and you too, I think fifth grade that you're still like you yeah had no a brain. I I have memories I right. have five years of memories without having something completely uh, taking over my entire life like these kids I did a thing on my Comedy Central show uh, May it rest in peace uh, it was called May it rest in peace and it was about murdering people and uh, <laughs> murdering people we didn't consider human so we said it <laughs> at any rate um, it, where we interviewed it was about how the internet's changing our brain uh-huh. and. Um, we did a field piece where we interviewed a group of kids that were no technology and a group of kids that were regular, you know, on the internet all the time. And I went into it knowing what I, what the segment was going to be, you know, and I walked out going, Oh, I will not be keeping cell phones from my kid. All of the kids that were anti-technology were like these, like, socially awkward trolls they were just like i i love theater <laughs> ah, this is a character that i'm working on uh, uh, stephen sondheim is uh, my yeah, hero they're, they're flipping through records they're like oh and all the technology kids were like sweet and engaged and funny and i i, I don't want to overstate that's, oh that's cool but so there was some hope God, there's that. nothing worse than an eight-year-old that's like neutral milk hotel <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, that is like my big thing uh, as a parent is I just don't want to ever try to force my kid into anything I like. Right. Because then he'll wind up resenting it and hating it for like his entire life. And I I just. Is that true? I just heard a a, a statistic that most kids listen to the music that their parents. parents, I I do. I do too. Well, my mom's deaf, so I listen to silence (laughs) and scream. But no, but my like the Beatles and. My introduction to music was the Beatles from my stepfather. Mm-hmm. He listens to classical, and I don't listen to that. But but the Beatles, the my parents listened to the Beatles and like Beach Boys, and I resented them uh-huh. my whole life. And then like as you I had got to come older, back yeah, I came back around, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. That's but, how I am with health food. My mother was like, a, I, I, by the way, I just want to call bullshit on myself, going like, that's a, well, me too. It's like my mother's deaf has never listened to music in her life. <laughs> my stepfather primarily only listens to classical music. He's yeah. a classical pianist. I hate classical music. Basically, he I like the Beatles. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it just seems like something a parent would like. Yeah. <laughs> but but um we'll edit out that correction. It's just, I like your bullshit answer better. Oh great. Um we 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 got to wrap up. You got to go. Okay. So let's play our game. You want to play yeah, our game? Yes. The holidays are just around the corner. How's your holiday shop been going, Julian? Uh, we went once already. It's going good, but it could be always be going better. Oh, because I am struggling. I I just want to find the perfect gift for someone I love. <laughs>
<laughs> doesn't matter who. Just doesn't matter who it is, as long as you love them. I love my wife so much. My wife. My wife, and I love my wife so much, and I just want to find her the perfect gift, and it's hard. Like, how do you do that? Well, I got an idea for you. For a really special gift for the special wife in your life, you've got to check out the Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame is a photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. What? Yeah. <laughs> it sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Just plug it in, use the touch screen to connect to your wireless, wireless network, and enjoy. Sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family can just email them to your personal Skylight email address, and they'll pop up in seconds. So, what? Yeah, so you put a frame in your house, uh huh, and then I can email you pictures, and they show up in the frame. So you can send me pictures of John Benet Ramsey, and they show up in the frame. <laughs> that, that's filtered, actually. Um, but yeah, Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touch screen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent you a photo. Thank you, Frame. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Now, this includes if people send you pictures from your family of people that maybe aren't that good looking. And you're just like, you know what? I'm sick of all these ugly people in my frame. They'll give you your money back. Wow. Yeah. That's not even Skylight's fault. You can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift, import pictures of you and your significant other, spouse, grandparent, etc. that they didn't even know you had. But so wait, Julian, do you have this Skylight frame? Uh, I don't have it. I sent it to my dad, and it's fun to think that I can email him in the middle of the night and change the picture that he's going to wake up to. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh, no. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Was there some sort of time travel thing that happened that made Kareem Abdul-Jabbar my son? So now, as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code DADS. That's right. You get 10 bucks off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter code DADS. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code DADS. Wow. All right, so today uh, I just informed Sean that I have prepared a rad dad, bad dad, sad dad, Chad dad. What's Chad game. dad? Chad dad's like a Chad dad. Like you. Like so the game bro-y, is bro-y. Okay. the game is that I w- will read you a story from the news that involves. There's also a father. Gad dad, which it rarely oh, is. That's but just Josh Gad, right? That's Josh Gad's dad. Oh, he's yeah. yeah. also Josh- named he's also named Chad, so it's really confusing. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is Josh Gad not a dad? Not a dad. Oh, but you know what else? By the way, I have coined the term for um, for Josh Gad superfans. What? And I want this to spread. Okay. Gadflies. Oh, that's oh, really that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's such a specific thing that I don't know if it will spread, but... I bet there's a lot of parallel thinking out there of people doing that thing. <laughs> what okay. if I come back in a year and I'm like, you know who stole my gadfly joke? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're, I'm going to read you a news story. And you have to say if it's a, a rad dad thing to do, a bad dad thing to do, et okay. cetera. Got it. And why. Okay. Oh, and it's all it's all opinion. Like Oh, you don't want me to accurately identify <laughs> no, that it was you a do not have Chad to Dad? Do that. Okay. Do Dr. Drew have... comes in and we do it for <laughs> yeah. real. Oh, he tells you what the answer is. Yeah. Oh, I gotta put my glasses on. Hold on. Speaking of oh, rad dad wait, what is a what is a what are reading glasses? Are those rad dad? No, that's just uh, dad dad. I don't know. That's just dad, man. Sad dad. I think sad dad. Sad dad. <laughs> okay. Um, Ooh, but- can we add my dad in? Yeah, what's your dad? Dead dad. Dead dad. Okay, we can do Anybody Although that's kind of kinda given away in the story. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, this is in Virginia. 
No, my dad is uh, alive, but he's only talked to me five times in my entire life. <laughs> so you're dead to him. Kind of, but uh, that makes it sound like he was an absentee father, which he was, mm-hmm. but I live with him my whole life. He just <laughs> never <laughs> talked to me. That so is... he was a he's a tad dad. He was just there a tad, a tad bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tad bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a rosy view. <laughs> Not bad, dad. Tad dad. Uh, okay, this happened in Virginia. Uh, Air Force Cap- bad dad. <laughs> Air, Force, Air, Air Force Captain Heikili Holland. Uh, he's excited and overwhelmed because there's a 38-second internet clip that has now over 4.2 million views and more than 54,000 shares. It has gone viral. His daughter is Mackenzie is a cheerleader in the in the high school. She taught him her routine, and his job was to do it in the crowd to get the crowd going. And somebody filmed him doing the routine and he does the routine as good or better than the girls out on the field. And it went viral. And I'm wondering if your dad got filmed doing the cheer from the thing or like, do you like, what do you think of that level of involvement? I think it's a a bad dad only because that sucks. Like, like it's corny. Yeah. It's, it's just, it just sucks. Cause he's in that, like the air force and you know, he's just like, this is ridiculous. I'm doing cheerleading, but like, I'm going to throw my whole life into it. Like I hate this. His arm pumps were insane, but that's Uh, from the military. Um, if you're saying, what would it be like if my dad did that? Well, I'm just saying, what do you, do you think that's like cool to do as a dad? Even though he's dead, that would be very scary. <laughs> First of all, um, yeah. Also, when he was alive, he was a deaf Hasidic Jew. To, so to see him doing cheers, oh man, a tear would have gone down your cheek. It would have been. You know what? I like to think that he's probably doing cheers in heaven right yeah. now. Yeah, cheers but, um, in heaven. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. Eric Clapton song about watching a great sitcom in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I actually disagree with you. I, I, like I he, here's why. I think like most So what people, kind of dad is it? I think he's rad. A rad dad, okay. Because I think that most people live their life not like us, not on stage, not doing creative stuff, kind of buttoned up, especially an Air Force guy, probably very buttoned up. So these displays of like, uh, I'm going to get silly, even though they are cringy, yeah. there's, no, there's no question that they're cringy. I kind of think like, you know what? It's kind of cool if, if somebody's out there putting themselves out there a display of love as buffoonish as it was. Yeah. See, I, I guess I could agree with Moshe, but I do almost feel like I can't relate to it at all based on my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so foreign. Like, I like the movie 8th Grade, but it completely lost me at the end when the dad was talking to, like, Elsie uh, Fisher's character because I was just like, my dad never talked to me. Like, It'd be kind I of cool, relate. though, actually, if your dad was, like, the most emotionally distant cold stone of a man, <laughs> talked to you five times, and then for some reason at a, like, school rally, he was just doing straight up a <laughs> yes, cheer routine. You'd yeah. be like, I can't even process it. I don't even feel closer <laughs> to you. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> this just shows me that you could have been doing some more. Uh, I think he's a uh, Chad dad, actually, okay. Okay. because uh, I think that guys like that can't resist spirit in that way. Sure. and like group think and like yeah, whatever yeah. so he's just like i'm gonna do the thing too like i'm, I'm with you on that you know? i hear that yeah uh, and you watched the video i did watch the video and, and was he like was he good at it it's funny because th- he was all right but the thing is uh you don't see the actual thing so it's hard to compare it but what's funny is he there are some arm pumps and his arm pumps are so intense and precise. And you're like, oh, that's literally from like learning. Right. To, he like loves this. For, it's like from saluting the Nazi flag. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, in secret. Um, yeah. uh, 
He did name his daughter Mackenzie, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Papa John Phillips named his daughter Mackenzie, and he was a great dad. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, what I know. happened. No, okay, I know what happened. Okay, uh, so. Let's do one. Oh, so a couple of gender reveal parties recently have okay, made yeah. the news. One of them was the, the plane crash. Was the plane crash was most recent? That mm. was a These dad. These are like who, a big story now, and like like people are really into them. They never used to uh, exist, and also the like woke the wokeerati is like really upset by them. Like they're really touching a nerve on every level of yeah. society. Well, yeah, yeah it, it's it's only exists now because people like chase likes and attention and they hope that right like i uh, I, I have a few cousins who do who have done gender reveals and like it just sucks like it sucks so hard it's, watching them post it on facebook and then seeing like everyone from our lives just being like oh my god you're so creative and oh like, god so like, you i'm getting from you that you generally dislike when non professional entertainers try to do anything creative <laughs> <laughs> pretty much okay. except at, at this uh, other but, side of the coin i genuinely love like outsider art sure sure so like it i don't i don't like when like white people yeah, white people do sure. things. Like I really hate <laughs> white. I really hate when white people try stuff. Fresh take. Okay. Uh, so, but what do you think? So there were gender. Well, there's the. It was a crop duster plane. The dad flew the plane, crashed the plane. Uh, uh, just like a and dad died. Corrupt. Huh? He died. No, no, no one. There was a minor injury. Okay. But the plane suffered damage. Sure. But it's funny that it was a crop duster. It, he dropped 350 gallons of pink water, <laughs> and then the plane crashed. Wow. Um, I've made a couple of ladies drop 350 gallons of pink water, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't think you understand how sex works. <laughs> I don't think you understand aeronautics and piloting. <laughs> uh, so that one's like harmless, I think. Obviously, if you own a crop dusting plane, uh, you're not... I, I think that's if you're, you're in the demographic that does gender reveals and you own a crop dusting no, no, no. plane. I say it's sad, Dad. I say it's sad, Dad, because I don't think any like red-blooded farming father wants to do that and he was pressured into doing that by his family i think like because i don't think well yeah uh, it was his wife's idea it was his wife's yeah. idea and he was like fine i'll <laughs> do it and then the plane crashed <laughs> yeah i'll do it whatever for our daughter kaylin <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what was the other one? Was there another one? Oh, man. So this one was they tried to build this little apparatus where it was like they, they shoved a pipe in the ground mm. and then they poured pink – or then they cut, they poured it exp- like gunpowder in it. Mm-hmm. Then they put a wood plank on top of it Wait. and then pink dust on or, – or like sand or whatever on top of that and then covered it all with like a bucket or something, right? And then when they lit the fuse, um, they thought it would go – and there would be like a big pink cloud. But what they had built was a textbook pipe bomb. Oh my God. And, and one, a piece of the pipe, a piece of the pipe, metal pipe, broke off. And um, the whole family, they had this, they were smart enough to at least do this. The whole family was 50 feet away at least. Yeah. They were like, get, get away from this thing. Uh, but it's not a pipe bomb, but get away. And they get away. So uh, 50 feet away, a metal piece flew out of this pipe bomb. And uh, hit the mother-in-law in the head, kills her instantly. Rad dad, <laughs> radical dadical. Yeah. Oh, this uh, is the greatest. My favorite plot. detail of the whole story is that favorite. That's a fucked up way to put it. The best, the one de- that you, got you the hardest. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the erection <laughs> showed up. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it f- the piece that hit her in the head and killed her flew another 500 feet. Wow. <laughs> you know what's oh. crazy about these kinds of stories is that we read about them and then we're like, whoa. But then they go on living. Yeah. yeah. Like that family is a family forever yeah. now. Just like oh. you killed mother-in-law. Yeah. With, and then that kid is going to get born well, and hear the story. I know. That's the worst part I thought about. It. You know what made me really mad is, um, and it's funny that I just recreated a, recreated a situation that made me furious. I was listening to morning radio dropping Goldie off at school when this story hit. And the morning the morning zoo people were making the worst, cheapest jokes at this thing. And and yeah, then one of them was like, like mother in law jokes. Yeah, there were mother in law jokes. And then they were also like, and you know what sucks is like this kid is gonna um be like, where's grandma? And then they went after that angle so hard about this kid and making fun of the kid for how much the kid's life was gonna suck. And I'm like, fucking morning zoo dudes it's are an- the worst people. Well how have none of them been canceled they well, i know they're, they're the, literally the most racist we're in the middle of cancel like, the cancel culture renaissance right now and for some reason the morning zoo guys are just like we're way under because the they radar. always have a woman on their show that's yeah. like guys in there <laughs> <laughs> that's what people that's what predators need yeah i just go. though i i don't think they're awake for the times when like uh people get canceled yeah. i actually have a theory about cancellation which is that uh it only it's only hypocrisy like mm-hmm. no one ever complained about the roast battle on Comedy Central, yeah. and that's the most offensive thing ever. I yeah. mean, it's, but but, it's, but that's what it is. But, but that's what it is. There's yeah. no there's no. It's oxygen. when you claim to be. There's something. no oxygen there. Yes, right. it's when you're like claiming to be something that you're not. That's what really gets people horny. Right. That's what people want. I think that's why people were so mad about Bill Cosby raping all those ladies is because he wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> uh huh. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. No, but but there was something about the hypocrisy that made the story definitely not yeah. die. I yeah. guess exactly. But to go back to the game, I yeah. guess mm-hmm. uh, two prong answer. Uh, Sad dad for the the pilot because mm-hmm. like, you agree, sad dad. He's sad dad because yeah, that guy uh, didn't want to. Do I that. think crop dusting duster uh, planes are expensive, and yeah, that's probably sad and probably super important. Yeah, <laughs> to your shot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna go with motion. Say fucking rad dad. For the <laughs> pipe Literally bomb. for murking his mother in law <laughs> yeah. during the gender reveal. I mean, like prop prop. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 his wife is never going to be allowed to go in the basement where all the plans are on the wall for, for how I he know, was gonna... Totally. I mean, do they just keep on being married? Like, what happens I don't next? know. No one, someone should do a follow-up Someone on that. should do a TV show yes. where you take famous stories of the past and just go, what the fuck happened next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't pay the people that it happened to. No, exploit them more. Uh, I had, I think I had one more. Yeah, let's. I have one more, and then we got to, we really got to stop because this is like the longest episode ever. So, uh, Vince Rosmierik first started volunteering as the official manager of his community's roadside message board six years ago. So it looks like a like a church mm-hmm. sign, you know what I mean, where you replace the letters all okay, the time. Okay. Okay. So instead of putting information about the uh, community or like news, yeah, he does fun little things. He does dad jokes. Uh, okay. And I am reading this one because these jokes are pretty fucking dad. <laughs> all right, ready? We got uh, Coming soon, Star Wars 12, Luke needs a walker. Wow. Mm. I already, Sean's out. <laughs> for sure. This guy's a, I was you ready? Creative. Church sign. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's in Indian Hills. Uh, Indian Hills. I don't know where this is. Uh, okay. Disbarred lawyer finds new work as sous chef. Mm. That 
doesn't make sense. It only is a pun wrapped up in a nonsense. We're not done. Okay. Break in at the Apple store. Police looking for eyewitnesses. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) You like Uh, Not done. You like these. What do you call a hippie's wife? What? Mrs. Hippie. (laughs) That's actually just a riff on a racist joke. Is it? Yeah. I never heard it before. Mississippi? I'm not going to do the joke, but. (laughs) Okay. Dear Diet Coke, I Google feel like... Flintstone's racist joke, and I think you'll... I know that one's dumb. Uh, a few puns make me numb, but math puns make me number. number. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Anyway. All right, so I think... Uh, what do you this, think of this guy? So the, the town loves it. There's not an uh-huh. option for a dad who should kill himself. <laughs> I, I want to vote for that one. I got I, an idea. I think that guy should repair his crop duster. <laughs> Take the pipe bomb from the other gender reveal. Drive over Indian Hills and just drop it. Yeah, on I think that's a good that idea. House. I have a, I have a new theory. I have a first timer for this one. Yeah. I think this is Josh Gad's dad. I think this is Gad dad. <laughs> I mean, it is as funny as Josh Gad. <laughs> it explains Josh Gad. Uh, that's it for us. Yeah, Moshe, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. Um, when is this coming out? Uh. Two weeks. In two weeks. I will be at the... uh, Well, first and foremost, I would like to plug my podcast, The Endless Honeymoon Podcast that I do with Natasha Legero, and we do live relationship calls and secrets. We have people calling with their deepest, darkest secrets. Mm -hmm. And the two of us will be going to the uh, Portland Helium uh, the weekend before Christmas. We're doing a live episode of The Honeymoon Podcast. And also, we're going to the San Francisco Sketch Fest. And also, I'm going at the end of January to the D.C., Washington, D.C. Improv that final weekend in January. So you can see SF, Portland, or Washington, D.C. That's a good one. Uh, quick question about the podcast. Have yes. you gotten a phone call yet where you both went like, Ooh, like oh. we can't do this? Oh, where we didn't air it? Right, where you were just like overwhelmed by it. Definitely been overwhelmed by it okay. for sure. All right. Uh, That's uh, all I want to know. Yeah. So if you're go listen to it, and I'm sure it's definitely because people, I mean, I bet you hear not some only crazy do we get shit. advice requests, which can be very difficult and perplexing, but also we have the secrets hotline where people leave their deep, dark secrets. Yeah. And sometimes that's really fun. Like, and do, funny. We have to tra- and do we have to track this phone call straight up? Yeah. Sometimes it's really like bone chilling. Oh man. That's like when you uh, are an editor for like ridiculousness or something and like you have to look at all the clips and you're like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Or- <laughs> Um, the, f- the Facebook people that have to vet all of the videos on Facebook. Oh, God. Is this a dad joke? What? Bone chilling. Oh, it sounds like when I fucked an Eskimo. <laughs> Definitely not. It's, oh. it's a pun, though. It is. Yeah. yeah. But I don't I mean, think... It's a, yeah, it's a, bad jo- it's a bad joke. Is that what he was asking? Was I, don't know joke? What I, was, I don't know what I was asking. I just wanted to say something. Yeah, it was a bad, bad and racist. It's a and bad joke. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, I oh well, I might as well pl- Plug first away. weekend of December. I'll be at Charlie Goodnights in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Is that uh, fun? Yeah, it's a good club. Cool. It's a great club. I like to go. December there. twenty-seven to twenty-nine. I'll be at Hilarities in Cleveland. Fun. And oh, I love that club. And That's Helium nice club. Philly for New Year's, dude. Oh. He, the, the Cleveland Hilarities. The, the, the guy there, the manager there, treats you. You feel. For the first time, like you are in the mafia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's crazy. I, I love that it's guy. So nice. I thought he thought I was someone else. That's how. <laughs> that's how nice he was. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Moshe. Thank you. Say hi to Natasha and thank her for letting you come out and do this tonight. Thank you. I will. All right. Bye, guys. Oh, rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, if you review us and give us five stars and ask a question, we'll definitely answer you on the next episode, (laughs) which we said last time. And we don't have a question, but we didn't read them. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This has been a Comedy Central podcast.